Oh, oh. Oh, you're like Leo with the cats. Hey, check this out. This whole thing is full of vodka and juice. Oh, shit. Like, wait, how much vodka and how much juice? Are we talking like half and half? Are we yeah, talking about 75-25? It's, it's closer to half and half. Okay, because you know there's a 75% alcohol to the 25% juice and vice versa to 50-50 to, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I like how you're explaining to a former bartender how alcoholic drinks work. Well, Good I didn't job. know if you knew which direction I was going with the 75%, whether it's like 75% juice, 25 vodka, versus the 75% vodka to 25% juice ratio. Let's just you go know, ahead you... and assume I know the answer. Malik, you never assume, because you know what happens when you assume makes an ass out of you and me. <sighs> you would have been a great middle school teacher. <laughs> I got told that so many times before when I was younger. I was like, fuck off with your assume. Do you know everybody's saying that the Challenge US is better than the Doji Challenge? And half of those other people are saying that, that it's not. And they want the old one back. I mean. It's true. I guess we'll see how it pans out ratings-wise once 38 pops. And then versus I, I actually this. think rating-wise, people are going to be tight. Had a, I, I think it's going. I think it's going to come in pretty high. What the new season, uh, thirty eight, mm-hmm. or this one? This one, the Challenge USA. I think it has more fans. Cause for everything we say about the challenge, it's a very niche show. Like, it's very niche. Not a lot of people really watch it. And you got to keep in mind that now. People without cable can watch the challenge now. So all the poor people can watch our show. See, our show was better because it was on cable. So you needed to have at least a moderate amount of income before you could actually do it. So good for them. It reminds me, I have to I have to cancel my Philo. I don't need it anymore. Yo, you you know what's one thing about the challenge USA that I really wasn't feeling? What? The algorithm. For a couple of reasons. Two reasons why I don't like the algorithm. One, at the top of the show, it takes up too much time. It's like, come on, TJ, that shit could have been a fucking email. Yeah. It's a a big time waster. We really don't need this whole big showing out. You could run that shit like a fucking ticker tape, like like ESPN or some shit, and just do that. We didn't need all of that. And the second thing was... The algorithm is obviously fucking set up. Uh, it doesn't mean that every single partnership was set up, but some of them were. Okay, can you tell me that how there are only three amazing racers, three on this show, yet they got paired up right the, out the jump? It's, it's obvious that for at least some of them, they need them, they, they are trying to put them together. The Cinco and Cache one, get the fuck out of here. Get all the way the fuck out of here, mainly because because of who they're associated with and because they're because they're black. They, Listen, they Cache might get off looking like a hater right now. She needs to stop looking I, like a hater right now. I wouldn't say a hater. I mean, because apparently they just broke up. Like this happened. Like, like something like. 
two weeks before they went to go film. And then she's got to be mad at him, not at bad at mad at Tiffany. What does Tiffany have to do with anything? She's not involved. She don't even is, know you. That she is don't know you shit. That is a natural human emotion. But to and, lie and, and say she's a she's intimidated by beautiful women to try and get the other women to go against her. Nobody saying that's necessarily true, but you got to understand her feelings a little bit towards the situation. It makes sense. Whatever. Irritating. But, <laughs> She's getting on my nerves. You know, I'm sorry. But check this out. The Cache and Cinco partnership is obviously production trying to make sure they get these two together because who knows how long they're going to last in this game. And Kayla and James being put together... Talk about just sending them to the fucking wolves. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's obvious, it's obvious that some of these pairs were put together intentionally. Well, I mean, everybody's all... I mean, these algorithms, it's pretty easy to find some sort of a pattern. And that's just kind of how it works, you know? But, it, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a setup. Just let them pick their freaking partners. And if you want it to be like that, just let them pick their partners, dude. You want this for drama, but whatever. Right. So the partners we end up getting are Colin, Sarah, Derek, Tasha, Kayla, James, Tyson, and Justine. That's another one. Tyson and Justine. Tyson getting paired with Justine after sending her best friend home. Drama. But, but come on. This... This pairing being made immediately after the backstab? I mean, at the end of the day, I wouldn't be mad if I was Justine because Tyson's kind of a badass. (laughs) Like, I can forgive you. But also the timing. What, what, What I'm just saying is, sure, some of these are just put together, but some of these are obviously not. Moving on, uh, we got Leo, Angela, Xavier, and Azza, or Azza, Apologize if I hacked that up. Um, Cashel, Tiffany, Enzo, Alyssa, Danny, Desi, Dominic, and Shannon, Ben and Shan, Cinco and Cashay, and David and Kyron. Um, as soon as we as soon as we get done with this part, we get Justine and she's trying to talk to Tyler. To, Tyler, right? Trying to talk to Tyler about like, yo, you just sent my friend home. You know, yada yada yada. And Tyson looked like he didn't give a shit. Now, I like Tyson. And I like Tyson for one reason. He seems like a mix of being able to perform like a Johnny Bananas or a Jordan. But he's coming out as kind of the top dog of this whole thing. I mean, you look at him and you wouldn't expect it. Like, when I saw him come in, I was like, whatever this guy's not gonna be that amazing like he doesn't i don't mean it this sounds really bad and probably sounds really mean but he doesn't look like much so like it just doesn't look like he would be this badass but he is killing this whole thing and i am in awe of him and i'm actually i'm i'm starting to root for him because it's just you just don't expect him to be as good as he is like the fuck man where did all this come from Maybe I missed it. What was he? Is he Survivor or is he BB? Yeah, yeah, he was Survivor. Okay, so it sounds makes a little bit more sense. Survivor people are a little bit more athletic. <laughs> yeah, so 
I'm my jury's still out on Tyson. I think I am going to end up liking him. I do kind of want to see a little bit more of his personality, but the way that he was dealing with Justine, it didn't really rub me the right way. He came off as kind of, um, you know, I don't really care. You know, however you feel about us, however you feel about it. And don't get me wrong, there's a time and place for all of that. But it seems real early in the game, and he seems to be coming off real cocky about it. So I'm not 100% sure about my feelings behind that. But I think it's good for the Challenge USA to have somebody who's going to be, uh, you know, the face or the, the, the top dog when it comes to this. So, And I think Tyler is going to be that person. I think, he's, I think he wants that spot, and I think he's making it clear that he's going to take it. I mean, I think, what is he going to do? He's not going to kiss her ass and apologize. It is, it worked out. It is what it is. And I mean, I honestly didn't expect whatever her name was. I don't even remember her name. The whiny top voice girl that you really liked, the party girl. I didn't expect Sally, them to win. Sally was awesome. I didn't expect her to win. It's like, I look at her I and I don't see. I mean, let's look at her and be honest and say, I wasn't expecting her to blow this out of the water. It's just not going to happen, in my opinion. So, I yeah, I, but, I, I, he's not he's not going to apologize for making a game move, as he shouldn't. He says it is what it is. Sorry, I sent your friend home. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess I kind of would have played it with just a little bit more empathy. I think it'd be better for his game overall and long term. So. We're just going to have to see how this is really going to shake up for him. Now, I guess we'll see how it turns out. Let's get to the woman of the hour. Tiffany. As we move oh. back in the house, you know, they're showing us, you know, all of the interaction between Tiffany and Cinco. There's some flirting going on. There's some bed carrying. Uh, Cache is, for the lack of a better term, kind of hating for the most part. She doesn't like what she sees. And we get, uh, I remember we get one part with, uh, you know, it was Shan and Sarah and um, Desi. And and they're all talking about her and they apply and they pretty much call her a hoe. Um, Cache says she's only using her assets. At this point in the game, in this beginning A block, do you think Tiffany is getting a bad rap or kind of getting ganged up on? I think she's getting ganged up on. I was like, just be, listen, there are some girls that just vibe better with dudes. And it's just kind of how it plays out. Now, mind you, she's attractive. Obviously, you know, dudes, dudes interested. I mean, I don't think he would be carrying her into the bed and lifting her up. Very impressive, by the way, into the, <laughs> like, impressive, sir. That was, well done. But, like, I don't think he'd be doing all that if he didn't have some sort of interest in her. I mean, is that her fault? Should she, like, not, should she tell him to fuck himself off just because his ex is, happens to be there? No, that's not how this works. Let them, let them do what they need to do, and you go play the game. You don't need to be hating on the fact that, you know, another person's getting his attention. You guys broke up for a reason. I understand that people get mad and it is what it is, but don't look like a hater because that's what you look like right now. Absolutely. Like you can do it in a way where it doesn't make you look petty and it doesn't make you look, you know, like a jealous ass girl for ex-girlfriend. <laughs> so I learned a couple of things um, over the past couple of days. 
uh, I learned some things about Tiffany and the cookout. And I learned some things about Love Island. Not a whole bunch. So Love Island is apparently couples to go on the island, right? I and can tell you people, that, yep. New people are introduced. And I guess the existing people in the house, they automatically do not like new people coming in. Yes, because it messes up their yeah. couples. Okay, cool. So, now, with Tiffany, Tiffany was a member of the cookout. Come find out, she wasn't there for just a ride. She was an important part of the cookout. She held a lot of that shit together. And then I think back a couple episodes ago when people were saying, yo, Tiffany is the glue, you know, yada, yada, yada. So, I'm thinking... Man, they're just playing different games. Tiffany is playing Big Brother. And Cachet is still playing Love Island. We're not on neither one of those shows. We're on the challenge. This is the challenge. Can't fuck around with the fuck around. You know what I mean? Um, I do think Tiffany is getting a bad rap. Uh, I don't think she deserved all of the hate being thrown her way. Um, Tell me. One thing that did come out of it was Shan. And I'm not sure if I like like Shan, but I do like her for the challenge. She kind of reminds me and makes me think that she might be something like a uh, a Devon or a Jemmy, where this person might be a commentary king. She likes to run her mouth, likes to speak her mind. I think that she might end up, I, I guess she was, I guess they really showed her as like a villain or survivor. I'm not really sure, but... I'm really excited to see, um, you know, the kind of commentary stuff that she can bring towards the challenge. What's your feelings on Shan and Shan's news hour? Which I thought was, uh, I thought it was cute that they did. <laughs> that was really kind of cute. I remember that. It's it, that's one of my favorite parts of the episode where <laughs> they put her in a newsroom. But I, I mean, there is power with knowledge and being able to spread that knowledge in the right manner. So as long as she's doing it correctly, I think we've learned this a lot with the challenge, it's not necessarily the rumor, it's when you tell the rumor. It's when you start the knowledge out there to get it in people's ears and it starts to grow into doubt and into knowledge and therefore helps your game in the long run. So let's see if it plays out for her. Sometimes it will. Sometimes it doesn't. It kind of just depends on the person. Hopefully she's got some good snappy combats because let's just be honest, it's hard to match a Tina, a Jemmy, uh, even a Marie in commentary. It's just like you can't. <laughs> like. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're 100% right. Um, You know, another thing while I got you here, I remember Shan saying something about, uh, you know, when she talks to shit or whatever, you know, it's kind of strategic. Like it's not just her popping shit. Initially, to me, it didn't really seem that way. Um, I didn't even think that it was even somewhat strategic until she said something. Do you think that this is just her personality of talking her talk? Or do you think this is something that is a bit more strategic and she's talking about it for a reason? I mean, I don't know her well enough, like as a character, as a person, just, to be able to say that for sure. From, from, TV. From, from what I can get right now, I'm hoping that it is a strategic move and she's going to use it to her benefit. 
it's kind of hit or miss on whether it's actually going to hit, though. So let's just be honest there. I guess we'll see how it plays. And if it plays in her favor, then yes, it's great. She did the foundation. She did the work. If it doesn't work, then <laughs> it is what it is kind of situation. But I'm hoping. I'm hoping she's got a master plan and she's got a big brain on her. I hope so, too, because even though she runs her mouth a lot, I think that I do like her. So we're going to see how that goes. true? It's not necessarily running your mouth, in my opinion, if it's kind of the truth. Yeah, and something was going on on Twitter about them going back and forth uh, between Tiffany and Shan. Apparently, they buried the axe, but apparently Shan was saying, you know, different things to other people, and they were going back and forth. Well, you know, burying the axe in the back. Yo, these are facts. <laughs> so moving on, uh, we get to the Daily Challenge. Daily Challenge is going to be called Yeah Booey. A yeah boy, you know, yeah boy, which is cute. It's a cute name. Uh, yeah, good job. Do they really have TJ just sitting here literally naming these things? But, you know, whatever. It's not TJ. Get... Let's not blame TJ for this. It's not all TJ's fault. <laughs> Sorry. Every time TJ says my final, you could blame him for this kind of stuff. All right. So with this daily challenge, uh, you got uh, you got the partners. They have to jump into the water to... Uh, I'm sorry, they have to jump off a plank onto a buoy. On this buoy that is spinning, there's a whole bunch of tires and there's a whole bunch of puzzle letters. You can grab up to five at a time. You got to sh- swim them to shore and you got to make a crossword puzzle. Uh, this is pretty cool. Um, I like this daily because this daily tests, uh, you know, mental fortitude, you know, putting together these words, crossword puzzle. And you got to do it while you're tired. Uh, stamina is also going to be thrown into that. Uh, you also get to see how people are at swimming. We already have people saying, I don't know how to swim. Yet exactly. another issue uh, with these shows or people go on where they don't even know how to doggy paddle. Come on, people. Get it together. Tread yes. water. This daily touches a lot of those bases. And that's why I really, really liked it. And I really liked it as being the second, uh, the second daily challenge that we're going to have. Um, so everybody did about how they, how we thought they was going to do, uh, Tyler and Justine does amazing. Uh, there was a lot of great moments. Uh, we see, um, James, James falls and he makes a sound. It was crazy. Um, but I I felt bad for him because he did look really, really hurt. Like he looked, homeboy looked like he was in pain, pain. Um, but one of yeah. the things that really poked out to me was how great some of the women did. Desi is a fucking unit. I was going to say, unit. Desi looks like she's going to be a She looked beast. great. Sarah looked great. And of course, Angela looked great. Right? Angela, right? Angela looked, looked great. I'm trying to remember which one I really, really like. And it's just... Oh, God, she's such a beast. I think it's Sarah who is just like, I don't know. I Honestly, I'm watching these and I'm in awe. Like the caliber of lady competitors is so much stronger in this show. So much stronger. Yes. And I'm, I, yes. I'm happy to see that finally because I've seen, and this is one thing about the regular challenge that we've all complained about is we've seen such a degradation uh, in the caliber of 
athlete for the the original challenge. So I'm glad to see that they've brought some real athletic people and that just they throw themselves into everything and they don't give up and it's just awesome. I would agree. Uh, I do like the female uh, competition. I also like a lot of the stuff that the females bring. Uh, having people from all three of these shows, you get a really good sense of, you know, a, a lot of differences coming in and a lot of, they get down a different way. Why were there only three amazing racers? Like, I thought that there were more. And then I they, they showed the picture of all these BB, all these Love Islanders. And then they said amazing race three people. And I was like, the because fuck of how they did there? It. No, no, because this is what they did. They took all of the ratings from Big Brother Survivor and Amazing Race. They said, you know, who who has what percentage of um fans of, of uh. yeah, of fans or ratings. And then they said that's how much we're gonna allot for people. And then once you get into um once you get into um you know availability, you know, people who do the amazing race, they usually do the amazing once and then that's it. Very few times have people repeated the amazing race. So they do that and that's it. And they don't really come back. And think about most of these are normal people who have no real interest in doing reality TV like for a long time like that. And the amazing race, the filming doesn't take that long. So these people do that shit and they the fuck up out of there. True. That's why it's so few. Um, even though I really do like the way James play. James is seen as a weaker player, and he uses his reality TV knowledge to get him far. We're going to talk more about that later. Um, another thing from the Daily that I really, really loved, uh, obviously, we get this forced partnership between Cinco and Cachet, and now they're forced to interact early on because if any drama or something is generated now, that could last much more uh, longer into the show. Sure. So, but. Cinco's not an asshole about it. He's actually really supportive. Well, I think Cinco's not dumb. He knows that he has to work with her. And he probably, and being that they dated and they just recently broke up, he most men know how to, and are willing, I guess, best way of saying, if there's money involved, uh, to help their exes push through things. <laughs> so like- Damn, but did that come from a personal place? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's only for what I've observed. Okay. Malik. Okay. I'll leave it at that. But anyway, I mean, most of the time, I think he knows her well enough from playing, you know, this game and even just in real life, how to make, how to motivate her and how to not freak her out. Because the, the big thing is, is she's already freaked out. So he doesn't want to add to that. He doesn't want to lose completely. So... I give him props for being able to work with an ex, especially one who's been, in my opinion, mean mugging him since she stepped into the door. <laughs> yeah, she is real tight about a lot of that stuff. And, you know, who knows about the behind the scenes stuff, but I, th I thought they handled it really well. And I thought I thought it was a pretty cool moment. And she stepped up and she doesn't like to swim. She, she handled business. She looked good. She did really I mean, well for... For her fears and for what she has to deal with as an individual, she stepped up and she did what she had to do. So big ups on her for doing what she has to do. But this is still the challenge. Uh, a lot more is going to be needed. So after the daily is done, Tyson and Justine gets the win. 
Um, apparently, they, they had a lot of words. I think they had something like nine or whatever. Uh, as soon as they get back to the house, I don't know why they do this, but they have them immediately talk to the losers. And the losers are going to be uh, James and Kayla because they were the only ones who wasn't able to finish the set. What the, do the, the losers get a say? And, and, and don't get me wrong. This happens all the time in the challenge house where they're just like, oh, who, who, yo, since, since you're going in, who do you want or how do you feel about this? This has always been done, but it's always been done in a more organic way. Yeah. This seems like they say, hey, as soon as you guys get to the house, you guys have a talk. You tell them what you're thinking or, you know, who you want, yada, yada, yada. Um, And, you know, maybe I'm looking too deep into it because most likely, I'm probably just looking too deep into it because most likely Bunham and Murray has been doing this for a long time and they know what works and they probably think that this at this time is probably what's going to be the most efficient for getting what we need. And they may be right. They may be, I may be wrong. Who knows? So this is where, you know, James really, really shines. Kayla's just like, wow, you know, I haven't really thought too much of it. You know, da, 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 da. (laughs) James has already read the room. He already knows girls are talking about Tiffany. He already knows that people want to get him out. People already on Big Brother are ready to flip on on Tiffany. And you know Survivor is ready to get him out. Well, people are going to do what's best for their game. And there are already two people who were on Big Brother that aren't big fans of Tiffany just based off of the cookout situation. And that's Chad and Alyssa. So obviously there are going to be votes and then their partners are going to be like, yeah, and they're going to, you know, agree with them. Um, the fact that she went to... The fact that other people are talking because they're, because, what's her name again? Tiffany? No, the girl, the girl with. Keshe? Keshe. Uh, She's obviously been around talking about how Tiffany is using her feminine wiles to get around (laughs) and get more support from the guys. So, obviously, she's already. Oh, yeah. She said that Tiffany is out there collecting men. Yes, exactly. Which, at the end of the day, I think is. Everybody's going to use as an excuse. It's the same way. We've talked about this on the challenge. (laughs) Better you than me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We don't need a good reason. Any reason will do. Any reason why it's used, not me. And this is why I think James is really smart, because he didn't just singly focus on them. Even though he made the best case, he also throws in Alyssa and Enzo's name and Xavier and uh, Aza's name. But... The hard pitch was on Tiffany. Um, And he said, Tiffany is the glue that keeps Big Brother together. But that's not really what he meant. Tiffany is the glue that keeps Big Brother together. He really said, Tiffany is the glue that keeps the cookout together. He didn't say it, but we knew what he meant. She's the bridge between the group. Yeah. Um, Justine, at this part, she's playing it smart. Kind of putting it on Tyler, playing the heat. She's very noncommittal. Oh, we'll think about it, and, you know, we'll we'll get back to you. So Tyson goes around. He's talking game. He promises, he asked Tiff for her opinion, um, and he promised her that she's not going to go in. Uh, Tiffany definitely threw Enzo and Alyssa under the bus, which uh, definitely makes sense because, you know, she wants to keep Xavier protected. Yeah. Cool. Uh, too bad these people 
wouldn't really uh <laughs> wasn't really down to protect her why do you think that other people within the big brother alliance was didn't feel any kind of way about having to turn on on tiffany i mean it is battle of the fittest they know somebody's got to go in they really don't and they obviously have friendships with other people so and like and like you said Tiffany is already being talked about in a bad manner and it's not her fault. I mean, it's really honestly sounds like a lot of people who are talking shit that don't really know anything about her and are just assuming because she makes friendships with guys that she's using feminine wiles versus, hey, she might have a fun personality. They were fucking working out. They weren't even just like she was was like hanging on and drinking. It it was one guy. The whole thing with Cash Shell. I don't even really think was that serious. Like, well, the, the, well, that's the thing. Cashel was her partner. Why wouldn't he have her back and be cool it, with her? Exactly. It, it it really sounds more and more like kind of a bunch of bullshit. But you know, it is what it is. It, it uh, and a honestly good is is, is they just they just needed a reason. They just needed someone that as long as it's not my name. Tiffany will understand. And Tiffany even understands at the end because she's like, it's a game move and I get it. It's fucked up and I don't want it to happen to me, but I also understand it. It's also another thing with Big Brother is they kind of have a better understanding of the backdoor blindside situation. Pause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but basically <laughs> the, the blindside situation where, I mean, she obviously had to do that on her season, so... I, I think she respects the game as much as she wants to flip them off and maybe have an Ashley moment where she tells them off. But I, I think that Tiffany is one of those people that's really kind of a classy person. So I just, I can't see her doing that. But, you know, like I said earlier, I think Tiffany is very much playing the big brother social game. It's not so much her collecting men or whatever, but she's playing the social game and trying to curry as many allies as possible. And it's not that it doesn't work in the challenge house. It just works a little bit differently because, you know, uh, of course, Big Brother has these comps, but they're not going to be as intense as this. So if you're lacking, that's going to be, you know, very, very big. Yeah. So I, I still think she's getting a bad rap. But let's go ahead and move on to. I mean, Big Brother's always arena. been much more of a social game than a challenges oh, yeah. situation versus the challenges that were very much the challenge oriented with social mixed in. So. 100%. So moving on to the arena. Guess who Justine and, and Tyson calls down? They called down Tiff and Cashel. My heart. Thing, I love Cashel. Well, the thing that really surprised me was how surprised they was because she had a promise where the thing is is this is where tyson's fucking up because he's literally telling people i promise you're safe versus saying the way the other person says it you know whatever you know well we're still considering a lot of things and there's a lot of things going on so very non-committal versus outright telling somebody you're safe you're not going to get put in that's going back on his word and therefore makes him look bad and it probably may hurt him in the future if he comes but back. For him, but for him, it was low risk, high reward because if you throw her in and she gets her ass bust and she goes home, 
no one's going to know you made the promise. No one's going to know you broke it. Uh, unless, you know, you said it on the show and it airs, which it did. That, that, that's the show. <laughs> you try to win this season. Next season, you worry about it later. You you play to win the game now. So Tiff and Cashel is going to come down and they're going to face um, Kayla and James. And come find out, James was already rooting for Tiff. He got exactly who they wanted. And one of the things that wasn't shown, Cinco was carrying her to bed because she hurt her ankle. Oh. Yes. And this explains why later on during the elimination, it seems like she wasn't going as hard. She looked like I, she was gassing out. Yeah. And, and yeah, we didn't know that. But that's why that's why Cinco was carrying her to bed. She hurt her ankle and he was helping her out. So the name of the game is going to be Knowledge is Power. Also, also the way Tyson is like coaching Justine through a first backstab, that was cute. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah. Like, and we're, we're going to fuck them up. <laughs> but <laughs> and you're going to be, and it's, it's going to be partially your fault and you're going to have to deal with it. So that was real. So, so that was done in a cute way. The game is Knowledge is Power. Welcome we to your first backstab. Bikes. Exactly. They got four stationary bikes and they got to use these stationary bikes to power up a grid. Uh, they power up the grid and I gotta stop putting my hand fucking right there. They power up the grid and they get <laughs> 12 symbols. Uh, once they get the 12 symbols, they got to memorize them. It's like 10 seconds too. It's like not a long time to memorize yeah, it. You got to memorize them, put the, pedal, put, put the puzzle together and then you got to run back and do it again. You got to do this, uh, was it three or four times? I'm uh three times. Th- three times. There's three phases with te- with twelve symbols apiece. Uh, at this time, Tiffany realizes that Love Island is coming for her, and that's kind of disappointing to hear because you're Tiffany. You're one of the fucking architects of the cookout. I mean, it, you didn't see this shit coming. I think, you didn't see this coming. I think, you didn't hear how people was talking about you. I, you should have seen this coming. I don't think she thought it was as big of a deal. Because it was just like you said, one guy. She didn't realize that she was over there talking about how now she's trying to collect Cashel. Who else was she collecting? Oh, she collected two guys, her teammate and a guy who probably wants to bone her. So, like, how is that cashing, like, like collecting guys? I don't understand that. Other than the cookout people, but maybe I guess. Tiffany's a baddie. Who? Who wouldn't want to? Well, I'm but not saying that she's not. There. Like, I'm just, I'm saying, I'm just saying she's, <laughs> I'm saying she's got feminine wiles, but I don't think she's using it in a bad way. I like, I don't no, think no, she's no, out no, using no, her feminine wiles all. in a bad way. Not at all. That was total bullshit. But here goes something else too. Um, right before this uh, elimination began, you see Cashel, I mean, not Cashel, you see James and Kayla. And they are in good spirits. They're, they're, they're going in there like, we're about to fuck them up. They wasn't scared at all. They're like, yeah, it's spin a, class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man, they was joking. They was laughing. And all reality, Kayla and James, they go in there and they wash up Cashel and, um, and Tiffany. And they did a good job. It didn't seem like Tiffany was going as hard as possible. They get the win. Now... I thought I thought today's daily was amazing. One of the reasons so why I sad. thought today's daily was amazing was because of all of the aspects that they checked on 
for working in the challenge. I hated this elimination. It gave me bad memories of of high school gym class because we had a a class where we literally had to ride bikes. And I remember like not being close to where I needed to be almost towards the end of class. And you just have to (laughs) race to get to the last bit. Oh, Lord, bad memories. When it comes to stationary bikes, there's a way to use them. Free agents was a great way to use stationary bikes. Keep them up all night. You got to use the stationary bikes. Got to do 25 miles and you can go to bed. That's a great way to use stationary bikes. And even then, that wasn't that great. You know what you could have did? You could have let them go to bed. What did we get for that? A fucking 90 freak out. That was our reward. Our The best reward we ever had for a stationary bike in the challenge was a 90 freak out. Thank you, <laughs> Bunnerman Murray. <laughs> now, did you just flick off your second camera? Oh god! Well, this, actually, the second camera is your main is camera, camera. I know is my main camera. This is the one I be you, using. You, you only get the first camera. Oh, oh, okay. So, That's how it is. Stationary bikes in an elimination. I mean, stinks. I don't stinks. I don't like stinks. it because it feels like. You can't gauge it with how much power they were putting into the bikes. Because you saw the way Cashel, Cashel was riding faster than all three of them put together. The sheer fact that he didn't power the whole thing by himself, like within seconds. Like I was like, whoa, what the hell's going on? I think they measured it by rotations. They count the rotations and that's what adds the power. But the thing is, it's fucking boring. It's true. It's whack. It's whack. I did love how Tiffany literally was able to memorize that shit. She literally did that so you know, quick. They, they had a trilogy. Dirty 30, Vendettas, and Final Reckoning. And in that, we had some of the best male and female eliminations. Some of them worked. Some of them didn't. Some of them was terrible. The whole equalizer thing was used to, you know, some of that shit didn't really work out the way it was supposed to. For Final Reckoning, but, yeah. But pull from that. Pull from that. This was terrible. Bring Doing back through. the hamster wheel. <laughs> there's, there's just so much other shit that could have been done. And I really just don't understand why something like this would make the cut for the second episode. When you're trying to build as much excitement, do you know what my first... Let me tell you what I would have did for eliminations. First would have been Hall Brawl. Second would have been Paul Russell. Third would have been Balls In. You're trying to build excitement for this show? This is not how you do it. I mean, I get it too because... At the end of the day, it is kind of exciting because you see them having to memorize while being exhausted, which is really hard to do. And it's stamina. And it is a kind of a, when you think about it, if you're doing a hall brawl, Cashel versus James, was his name? Was his name James? Yes. James. He would fucking demolish him. It's like, there's no comparison between the two. And even uh, Tiffany versus the girl uh, bye Tiffany would have beasted her she would have dragged her ass mollywopped as the kids like to say bum ankle she would go through it that girl looks like the type that she would make it work (laughs) 
I have full faith in Tiffany making that shit work. Challenge Unbothered Facebook Yay! group. That is our home. That is where we bees at. I don't post as much as I like or as much as I should, but just do know when I go check out my groups on Facebook, that is the first place I go. Ever since we started, ever since their creation, they have always been treated us well and treated good. I love the fucking community there. My only regret about that community is that I don't participate enough. I feel like I should be in that community even more, but I'm And they really, have a really podcast busy. too, a Challenge Unbothered podcast. Oh, as the well. Challenge Unbothered podcast. Yes, I've appeared on, uh, I believe, twice now. You've been on twice? Excuse me? You You've been on four times. Oh yeah, cuz we was um Yeah, because you guys went on hiatus and and I <laughs> and I was asked ever so kindly for them cuz they knew, I think they knew that I was lonely and sad and they were Yo. like, "Come join us and talk shit about the show that everybody loves and fight with us." It's such a Absolutely. great vibe. They're great Big people. Yo. So big shout out to Nadine, big shout out to Tia, big shout out to Joe. I fucking love all you guys over there. Just want to show my love. And oh shit. And we're missing people because they have a lot of people on that podcast. But yeah, look, look how I demolished like fucking sixteen ounces of straight Tito's vodka. Anyway, <laughs> that means <laughs> that means it is time for me to go ahead and skate. And also. Big shout out to anybody who has to watch the challenge or the challenge USA on Pacific Standard Time. That shit is fucking ass. Ever since I've been on Challenge Twitter, I've always been on East Coast Time. Now I'm on West Coast Time, and that shit is fucking ass. Uh, but once again, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for commenting. We see everything. We love you guys. We thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at. LWC Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and TikTok at Love War Challenges. Cop your official LWC gear at shop.lwcpodcast.com and our website is lwcpodcast.com. Get your customizable challenge gear and accessories at shopthechallenge.com. And we also have the full cast of the Challenge USA. That is shopthechallenge.com. And make sure you listen to Love What Challenges on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. Once again, I am MTV Malik. She is Becky at Giftmaster Bex. This is Love War Challenges. Good night.